Flyers Daily with Jason Mertidis. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the fourth day of the month of August as the countdown continues to another NHL season. 69 days till the Flyers take on the Blue Jackets. And as we get into the month of August, I figured it was a good time to construct something that I've constructed every offseason since we started this podcast throughout three and a half years ago. That is the biggest question marks heading into the upcoming season. So if you will, the Flyers' 10 biggest question marks heading into the 2023-24 NHL season. Now, we'll get much more in-depth with these over the next couple of weeks and really kind of dig into each one of them. We'll do some of that with Bill Meltzer on his Monday appearance as well, kind of like we did last year. And the question marks last year were a lot of them were similar. You know, we were one of the question marks was Sean Couturier, who ended up not playing a game this entire season. We didn't know about Cam Atkinson, that he would miss the entire year when we put together the list last summer. But we, one of the big question marks was John Tortorella. How's the team going to respond to John Tortorella? How are the fans going to respond to John Tortorella? Who are the players that are going to excel under Torts? And who are the ones that may not be able to handle what Torts brings to the table? Those were some of the questions that we got into last offseason. Now, there's been a good amount of change. There's been a good amount of subtraction, whether that's Kevin Hayes or Ivan Provorov. And there's some new additions, you know, Mark Stahl. And you have some other guys in that regard, Garnet Hathaway, Ryan Paling. You have some additions here as well. And there's certainly question marks. But a lot of those, you know, the subtraction element did make kind of part of one of my 10 biggest Flyers question marks heading into the season. But... I'm going to list the 10 in this episode, and I'd love to get people's, what they have as question marks as well. As always, you can shoot me a tweet at Jason Mert, J-A-S-O-N-M-Y-R-T. You can DM me there as well, or you can email me, uh, Jason.Mertitus, M-Y-R-T-E-T-U-S, at gmail.com. If you have some question marks that you want to add to this list, I love having the interaction with you guys as well, and perhaps I missed something, or... It's a question mark for you, and it wasn't something that made my top 10 question marks. And these aren't really in any particular order, certainly not of importance. But the first question of the top 10 biggest question marks I have heading into the season is kind of something we just mentioned. Sean Couturier and Cam Atkinson, their health. You know, if they are healthy and available, what's going to be their level of play? Is Sean Couturier and Cam Atkinson going to be 75% of the player they were before they missed time? Are they going to be 80%? Are they going to be 100%? Probably not right out of the gate, no matter what. But, you know, that answer is going to take time. But it's a huge question mark when you're talking about a guy that, in Sean Couturier, would be your number one center, a Selkie Award winner, and a guy that does everything, plays power play, penalty kill, is a leader, really wanted to get on the ice last year at the end of the season. He was chomping at the bit. It didn't happen. I thought it would have been good if he would have got out there to knock some of the rust off, go into his offseason, knowing he can withstand the rigors of an NHL game again. Didn't happen. So it's going to have to happen coming up when they go to camp, through the preseason, and into the season. But that is a massive question mark going into the year. The health of those two players. Sean Couturier is in this long contract 
but we yet to see him play a game since December of 2021. And Cam Atkinson, not a guy who's missed a ton of time in his career, but missed the entire season with trying to figure out what was going on last year. So those two players provide an enormous question mark. Number two on my list of the Flyers' top 10 biggest question marks is the arc of development for players like Tippett, Frost, Cates, and York. We often talk about the fact that player development in the NHL is not linear. It's not just a straight line up. It tends to go up. It can dip at times. That's part of the development of an NHL player. Tippett had a bust-out year last year. You saw the confidence in his game. Is that going to continue on that steep of an incline of development? Morgan Frost led the Flyers in in scoring in the last 58 games of the year. Is he going to be able to pick up where he left off? Currently, he's not under contract. That'll get done, but that's a big, big question mark going into the year as well. Noah Cates, who we, we saw him announce himself to the NHL playing against Connor McDavid and being one of those 200-foot shutdown centers. What's the progression of Noah Cates' game? And Cam York. You know, Cam York's a really interesting one, and it'll lead us to number three. You know, he's a guy that probably is going to move over to the left side, his natural side, and he was playing alongside Ivan Provorov a lot on the top pair last year, but on the right side. But, you know, having Ivan Provorov there, you know, Cam York's going to be relied upon in different ways this season, including our number three on the top ten biggest question marks going into the season, and that is really simple, special teams. Huge question mark. Flyers came in 32nd in the NHL last year in power play. 15.6%. That would have been good maybe in the early 90s. League average was 21.1%. The Edmonton Oilers were over 30% on their power play. That's ridiculous. But who are the five players on the power play going to be? Who's going to step up? Is it Tyson Forrester? If he makes the team out of camp? Is Cam York ready to quarterback an NHL top unit power play? These are all big questions, big, big questions. And is Cam Atkinson or Sean Couturier, to tie into number one, going to be available to be on that power play? Atkinson has scored 42 goals in this league. Couturier scored over 30 a couple times and has a couple of 76-point seasons. So special teams are going to be a big part of that. Number four, we've got to talk about the departure of Ivan Provorov because he wasn't just your top D-man. He was also a guy that played every game and played a ton of minutes, north of 25 minutes a game. You could you could write his name in ink, and it would be there all 82. What is that departure? What's the fallout from the departure of Ivan Provorov? The minutes he played night in, night out, the role he played, defensive zone starts, being that defender, that's a big question mark. The D-Corps got a lot of question marks around it. Next one, we'll stay with the D. Travis Sanheim signed that new contract at the beginning of last year, kicked in this summer with the no-trade clause. His name was involved in some rumors this offseason. What is the rebound going to be like this season for Travis Sanheim? And I'm going to add another name to that. What's the rebound for Joel Farabee? Farabee, we know, last summer in late June, I believe it was June 25th of 2022, had that surgery on his neck. Wasn't supposed to be back till around Thanksgiving. Started the year with the Flyers. Played all 82 games. But we saw that 
you know, Joel didn't have the, the training in the offseason last year that he wanted to because he was rehabbing from the surgery, trying to get back. Looked like he was maybe chasing it a little bit for the first half of the season. Then we started to see some spurts of the Joel Farabee that we saw years prior. You know, with a, a healthy offseason, training for training camp, getting ready to play hockey as opposed to rehabilitating a surgery, what's that rebound going to be like for Joel Farabee? So the rebound of Sanheim and Farabee, I think, is is a big, big question mark. It, it, absolutely a very important one. You know, you look at Travis Sanheim, the role that he's going to play on this team with Ivan Provorov gone. You look at Farabee as one of those young guys that they signed to a pretty good contract. Didn't have the greatest year last year. We understand why, coming off the surgery. But what's the rebound going to be like this year? And that brings me to the next one, number six. I think this one's really important. It's not something that's tangible, per se. It doesn't show up on a stat sheet. But what is the development going to be like of the leadership group of this team? Kevin Hayes was a very omnipresent personality, as we all know. Ivan Provorov was a guy that just could not stand to lose. And they didn't have a captain last year. I don't think they'll name a captain again this year. Scott Lawton was the only player last year to wear a letter, wear the A. But what is this leadership group going to start to look like? The, the guys have to start taking ownership of that. I think Travis Konechny did the moment Claude Giroux was traded the season prior. And I think that he is a leader on this team. Scott Lawton obviously is a leader. But are guys like Noah Cates or Owen Tippett, who's going to step into those leadership positions to be the core of this leadership group going forward? Because as important as it is for players and their arc of development to keep moving forward with their game, for a team and a core, you've got to have a leadership group. So the development of that leadership group, I think, will be very important. All right, next one. The goaltending tandem. You knew goaltending would be in here. Carter Hart's the starter. We all know that. But is it Hart and who? Because we've got a lot of different names and a lot of different guys available, all in uniquely different situations. Whether that's Felix Sandstrom, or that's Sam Arison, or that's Cal Peterson, who they traded for this summer in that trade for, with the LA Kings. Or if Ivan Fedotov comes over. So Carter Hart and who? I mean, you got to play your backup goaltender in today's NHL. I think the Flyers have 12 or 13 back-to-backs. And sometimes you have four games in six days or five games in seven. You got to play your backup. So who's the other goalie? You know, you got to think about waiver eligibility. You know, last year, Sam Harrison was easier to send down because he was waiver exempt. Sandstrom wasn't. Is Cal Peterson, you know, he, he's a bit of a reclamation project. Is that reclamation project start in Lehigh Valley with the Phantoms? Or is it with the Flyers? I don't know. That's a big question mark for me. Next one. Will the team continue to compete like they did last season if or when they fall out of the playoff race? One thing we definitely recall about last season was a team was ready to play most nights, played hard, even though they were undermanned and they didn't have you know equal talent to some of their competition, but they didn't seem to quit. 
you know, that a lot of that is the coaching. Not allowing that to happen, accountability every day in every element to be a professional. Will that continue this year if they drop out of the race at some point or when they drop out of the race? Because it's easy to compete when you feel like you're really playing for something. But the real, real competitors, you know, the guys that are gamers, they compete whether, you know, a trip to the playoffs, a round of the playoffs is on the line, or the game doesn't mean anything towards the playoffs. They compete the same. So will that continue? Next one is, who's going to make the team out of training camp? Tyson Forster and be put immediately into a top six role. doesn't make much sense to put him with the Flyers and have him be a checking winger. Is he a guy? I think, I think it's likely he makes the team. You know, we saw him last year. We heard the coaching staff and management laud him. He looks ready and then some. But Emil Andre is a big question mark on the blue line. You know, do they have a deal with the SHL team that he can go to the Phantoms if he doesn't make the Flyers. I think he's going to put them to a tough decision. If he has a good camp, he's going to put them to a tough decision. So who's going to make the team out of training camp? Olele Excel is a guy that got some looks last year. Ronnie Adderd, do these guys have a shot? We'll see. But, I mean, I think we'll see at least one of the guys I just mentioned make the team, Tyson Forster. We'll see about the other guys. A lot, look, a lot of that's going to be up to them and how they perform in training camp, what kind of shape they come in, how they handle the preseason, and everything that goes into it. So that's a question mark. Who's the new blood on this team? Number 10, and this is a really kind of poignant question. Will we feel optimism? Will the fan base feel optimism that under this new leadership of Danny Breer as the general manager, Keith Jones as the president of hockey operations, and Dan Hilferty, basically running everything, that the Flyers are on the right path. Will we have that feeling at some point in this upcoming season? I caught, you know, I've mentioned it before that it's like the the feeling you get when you meet a a new significant other. You get like the, the butterflies in the belly. And you go, you just know like, oh, this is, they're on the right path. You can feel it. You, you observe it with your eyes, you analyze it with your brain, but you feel it with your belly. Will we feel that this year at some point in the season? That, okay, the pain, the worst of the pain is behind us, and good times are coming. That's a big question. You know, there was some subtraction this offseason. Are they a better team than last year? I don't know. I got more questions around the decor last year than, than I did heading into last season. But to go back to one of the earlier points, the development of players like Tippett, Frost, Cates, and York. Those guys are going to be big elements if we're going to feel optimism moving forward. And we're going to get that feeling in our belly because we're going to see the game with our eyes and see an improvement. And because we're using our brain to analyze and, hey, maybe... The team's not winning a ton more, but you've got a core in place of young players that are going to grow together, and they're going to grow into, into being a good team in the NHL. And then you have also the, you know, the, your faith-o-meter 
in Danny Briere and Keith Jones. So those are the top 10 Flyers' biggest question marks heading into the 23-24 season. Like I said, we'll break down some of these in fine detail with Bill Meltzer starting on Monday. I'd love to get people's reaction to those 10 different question marks heading into the year. I'll see if I can tweet out the entire list. And I'd love to get people's reaction at Jason Mert on Twitter, or you can email me at jason.mertitis at gmail.com. I do have two honorable mentions, too, by the way. Slightly off the radar, monitoring the season of Matt Faye-Michkoff. They had their first preseason game. He had a goal and an assist and a, and a goal in the shootout and played center. Moved him to center. Hmm. Is he going to be a center in the NHL? That, interesting. And then the other one is kind of off the radar, at least for now, is the eventual addition of Cutter Gauthier after his sophomore year at Boston College. Said he wants to turn pro, wants to sign a contract after his season's over. That's something to keep an eye on as well. His development on what is going to be a very good Boston College team. Those two are the honorable mentions. So those are the 10 question marks and then some. I look forward to your responses and we'll start to break them down with Bill Meltzer coming up on Monday. So join us then. Everybody have a great weekend here in August and we'll talk to you Monday on a brand new Flyers Daily. When last week-